This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 346, Stuff We Consumed During the Pandemic. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. Stranger I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello, welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here with Evan, Evan David. Hello, it's me. And Steve, Steve McDonald. That is also me. It is. It's the two of you being different people. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's us. It's the us being being different people. people. And uh, hey, we are here to talk about some sci-fi fantasy and other stuff. I don't know what's going to come up in this episode. Uh, I just know that I, I don't have a whole lot to uh, to contribute to this conversation because this episode is about all the things that we consumed that's new during the the last few months of of pandemic quarantine. And, and by and new, like we that. mean new to us. Yes. Yes. Things yeah. that we have never seen before. Or done or before. Or watched before, or read before, yeah. or done before. Yeah. Yep. And so, I don't even know how we want to structure this thing. I mean, how do we do this? You you have, like, a giant list, Evan. Uh, I have a huge list. <laughs> like, I have just a handful of, of things. Um, I could talk about, like, all the stuff that I bought that was the intention of, of, of reading and, and watching, but... Um, Really, life has not been that much different for me, and actually, in some ways, it's gotten busier and and more difficult. And so, I've been a lot more tired. So, when I lay down at night, I just can't focus on reading, and I go well, to maybe sleep. Maybe what we can do is have Evan start with something, and if that makes us think of something that has to do with it, or you know, maybe we can join in and oh yeah, I saw that. Hey, too. I just thought of something. And then I gotta write this down. Or I'm gonna forget and, it. Keep going. Keep going. And then we can we can you know riff on that, and then you know, since Evan's list is so long, most likely we're going to be able to fill in our list as he goes along. So I'm I, I'm compensating should... for the past couple of episodes where I had absolutely nothing to contribute, and so I just didn't show up. <laughs> you had nothing to contribute because you weren't there, and you would have had lots to contribute yes. had you come on. Doubtful, unless you hadn't hey. read the book. But you read the book. You read out of the Silent Planet, right? Once. What? Yeah. <laughs> I read a list of all the words in the book, but I didn't actually <laughs> read the book. Speaking of, have you seen the video of Africa 
that is all the words in that song, but they spliced <laughs> the song together in alphabetical order. No, it no. is fascinating to watch. It's not something maybe you may not even be able to finish it, but it's <laughs> so fascinating to watch this thing where it's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, Africa, 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 <laughs> beauty. It's just like, it's why would someone do that? <laughs> I, they had a lot of time on their hands. This is pre pandemic, by the way, like they had a lot of time on their hands <laughs> yeah. before that. But um, it was just fascinating to watch and 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 just kind of absorb all these words just coming at you. And then they used the the music video, um, and so it was just like just shot to shot to shot to shot. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I saw a um, it was a video of of a guy, and it was the first time he had ever heard Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, you know, like jamming out to the piano, the soft stuff at the beginning. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, mama just killed a man. And then he's like, he had to stop it. He's like, wait a minute, this just went dark. <laughs> 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 and then he watched it. He listened to the rest of it. He was like, he was, he was jamming out to it. He really enjoyed it. And, and it's interesting when you have stuff like that, because it deconstructs something that you've known, you know, if it's Africa or if it's whatever, um, and and lets you see it in a different light, and you know maybe now you're not concentrating on the words of the song yeah, in Africa, yeah. but you're concentrating on the the harmonies and the melodies and all this all the interesting wonderful stuff that they put into it, and you can concentrate it on uh, yeah, concentrate on it as a musical piece instead of just a you know a pop culture hit. I also saw something a while ago about the song Africa that it's actually about a guy who has gone to Africa to find the cure to having been bit by a werewolf. <laughs> and if you look at the lyrics, and I, I can't remember all the lyrics to the song, but if you look at the lyrics, you could read the song that way. It actually works. Yeah. It actually works. Because you're like going there, see, seeking out the words, you know, and, and uh, the, the, the old, the ancient words and that kind of, it's, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's clearly not what they were actually thinking, but could have worked. But it works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, Evan. Yes. <laughs> a lot of Hello. this is just going to be us listening to you. So, <laughs> we should get started, so, man. I yeah. So during this quarantine thing, I've pretty much been out of a job. All of my freelance work dried up, and I've just been watching the kids. So I've had a lot of free time on my hands. So and what he's what he's saying is his entire list is going to be. Princess Penelope. It's going to be Friendship is Magic. It's going to be oh Rescue goodness. Bots. It's going to be all the different uh, stuff he's been watching with his children. Right? And you you just reminded me of a few more things, and I'll put them on the list here. Well, uh. And Friendship is Magic, I only know that. I, I threw that one in there because you've mentioned that one already. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that I was did. on the top of his list. Uh. It was on the top of a list. Uh. I could probably guarantee you that. But yes. not this list. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started. I'll just run through them. And uh, I'm going to start with TV because I've been watching a lot. No, I'll start with the movies because the movies are less, yeah, sure. less impressive. Let's go with movies. Yeah, we'll start with the movies. I have a movie. So these are. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Do you... Go ahead. No, 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 you're starting, man. Okay. Well, I watched Spies in Disguise, that movie with Tom Holland and Will Smith. And okay. it was okay. <laughs> I laughed at that movie a couple times. Yeah, took yeah, took, uh, took my kids and my and their cousins, and it was a big family th- event after Christmas. Um, 
and it, yeah, there was some funny stuff in there. To yeah. not worth the price of admission, but no, the the opening the opening scene after that was done, I was like, why isn't this just the whole movie? Why do we need a comic, a, like a, a comedy gimmick with pigeons? <laughs> you know, The Incredibles was just a straight up action movie, and it was awesome. And the first ten minutes of this movie was awesome, and I wish that had just been the the, the you know the trend for the rest of the film, but it was not. Okay, well, that's. That's kind of sad. That's what, I want, it, what it reminds ahead. me of is is um, and uh, just a couple of weeks ago was the first time that I, re- I I think I sat down and watched most of this movie before like before the the pandemic, but I actually sat down and made sure I watched it from beginning to end. Um, and it was the first time I I did. I remembered a lot of it because of the other one, but uh, Incredibles two. And nice. uh, I I really I enjoyed. I still prefer the the first one, but um, but the second one it was it was interesting. The the themes that they were uh, looking at were you know I think it it, it followed really well. Um, it didn't it it wasn't you know I was actually I had a, an Incredibles two in my head um, that was playing off some of the things that I I felt were uh, were put in to the Incredibles one. You know, on purpose, I thought that they were sort of leading to that, um, but they weren't followed up on. Which you know, and, and Brad Bird can do it every once, and he made a, a great movie out of this one anyway. So, it, but it was, it was, it was sort of nice because it, it, it was all like there was nothing that I, I was like, oh, I, I, I thought of that. Oh, I, you know, I was, I was going to write that. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't like that. So it was, it was nice to see, uh, you know, something that was, that was that good. And you, you know, you get to see more of the. Incredibles world, things like that. So <clears throat> I really enjoyed that. I liked that movie until the end. When what happened? The, well, the final climax was we have to stop a boat. <laughs> it was like, oh man, like this, well, yeah, this pales it, I mean, in comparison to the first one. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the rest of the movie was great, but then they had to just stop a boat. I think the boat, a lot, a lot of the boat was a MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, it was all about the character stuff that was going on around it yeah, as still. they were stopping it. Like, that's... Yeah. Still. Okay. It, it could have been a better MacGuffin. It, it could have been a better MacGuffin. Uh, you know, it could have been a spaceship. It could have been, you know, a lot of different things. I, I, I get you. I get, I get that. But I think, you know, if you're if you're looking more towards the themes of what the movie's about, then the boat is just, you know, to it, it's just a secondary thing. Yeah. But yeah, it, it could have been. It could have been a spaceship or a satellite or something. Yeah. It didn't ruin the movie for me. Ben, what did you watch that you that you put on your list there? I watched the new Red Dwarf movie. Huh. Like this was this came out of nowhere. I didn't I wasn't expecting it, and all of a sudden here it is, and it's basically, you know, three or four episodes smushed together, but it was a lot of fun. If you like Red Dwarf, oh. I was really surprised. It, you uh, put that amongst. Yeah, it, and it actually dug into – I mean, Red Dwarf does this anyway, but it dug into some sci-fi ideas and, uh, and and built on mythology from the show from the first season, from the first episode actually wow. even. Mm. Uh, but the sci-fi ideas of like there's a hologram, a character that was built on the pattern of someone's personality who died. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a main character in the show, but he became a main character in the show as a hologram. And he's asking, like, do do I have a soul? Am I am I 
alive and and one of the other characters saying no you are just programs you're you're just a program and then he's like i think therefore i am right and the other guys no you were programmed to think i think therefore i am you know like it's just this back and forth (laughs) done so in that sci-fi comedy uh thing and so just just a few weeks ago maybe a month ago it came out and uh yeah i was uh pleasantly surprised how good it was uh also pleasantly surprised how i was able to buy it on amazon prime for just three dollars um because i was going to rent it or i was going to do like the one week free brit box trial that mm-hmm. you're allowed to you know watch all these different uh british tv shows and when i went to look at it to see like well i'll see how much the rental is and it was actually just a $3 purchase because that movie was considered just one episode in a season. And the mm. other episodes of the season are basically the DVD extras. So it's the <laughs> like one of them is interviews with the cast and crew about making this. You know, one of them was like a documentary about Red Dwarf, you know, since the 80s. It's just like this really uh, That's cool. like I found this fun little loophole. This is great. Bought it for three bucks. Get to watch nice. it whenever I want now. And I'll actually probably buy it on disc as well. But yeah, so that was that was a movie that I watched that I had never seen before. Like, because like, that's the main thing here. That uh, there's there were other movies that I watched during this time with the kids and stuff like that. But um, oh, right, right. That was one of the few new things that I was able to get to. I watched Jupiter Ascending for the first time. Ooh, what'd you think? <laughs> I I need to know what you thought about this, Evan. I actually didn't mind it. I okay, but wait, wait, wait. Cool. I didn't mind it. That's actually a pretty decent review for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had heard I had heard that it was horrible and I should never watch it, but you know, I I kind of liked it. I I compared it to like uh Valerian and the Thousand the City of the Thousand Planets, and I really liked that a lot, you know? And so uh yeah, I mean it was it was about it, as weird as that. It was another you thing know? like like Speed Racer though. So you did the Matrix trilogy. I love Speed Racer. Well, 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 yeah, I know. But the, the Wachowskis did the Matrix trilogy, right? The mm-hmm. first movie was apparently just act one, and they, they knew they were going to get the trilogy. Then they did Speed Racer, and it's like the trilogy, the Speed Racer trilogy is just all in that one movie. Yes. And there could be another trilogy, you know, but that movie was just so much. And the same with Jupiter Ascending. I feel like that was the Jupiter Ascending trilogy was just squeezed into that, what, two and a half hour movie because they weren't going to get another shot. And they knew it. Like, yeah. So they're not, they weren't going to take never, the matrix risk. They're never going to be able to make Jupiter descending. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked it. I liked it. I liked the world building. I liked the whole concept. Um, and I liked what's his name as the bad guy. He usually plays good guys. I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. I got to see that in the um, theater and I was glad I did. You know, it was, it wasn't bad. You know, that's that's kind of my review it of it. Seems like, yeah, it seems like one of those movies where at least visually, you know, to see it in the theater, you know, even if you didn't like it, I mean, like like with Avatar, I, you know, if if I just had my own headphones and had my own, you know, I could listen to something else while I'm watching it, it was beautiful, you know. But I mean, the the movie and everything else was was garbage. So. <laughs> So I, I, you know, that that's why it failed for me. But you know, I I was happy that I got to see the visuals that they were able to put together. So, yeah, I, I watched this because I think it, it pulled up on a 
on a list of like movies that aren't as bad as people said they were or something like that. <laughs> and I was nice. like, well, let me give it a try. And it was like one of the few that were on like a free service. So I was like, eh. And I put it on and I was like, not, 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 not horrible. Not, you know, it, it's not like I, I completely wasted my time. Looking, <laughs> if you're going into it looking for the Matrix, though, you're, you're not getting that. You know, you're getting some of the energy of the Matrix, um, but you can't go into it any – it's hard because you want more of the same when you – when people have made a name for themselves. You know, with Star Wars, that was the whole issue was – but this was different. I don't want that. This is not – this is too much the same. I don't want that. And, and so Jupiter Ascending, it's a risky movie, and it took some risks, and it's pulpy, and it's Star Wars-y. And it has things that make sense in a fantasy kind of thing, you know, but it, it, it and it's just, yeah, the, the, there's a lot of world building going on. It feels actually, it reminds me a little bit of Flash Gordon and not necessarily a Flash Gordon mm. movie, but Flash Gordon as a concept, the comic and, you know, the comic strip and the, the serials and that sort of thing was just stuff happening more and more bigger and bigger. Yeah. And like an every man, well, in this case, an every woman, you know, type of hero where, you know, Flash Gordon becomes larger than life, but he never gets superpowers, you know, and, and with her, she's like the chosen one. But that's pretty much, you know, if I'm remembering it correctly, she doesn't get powers, does she? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I think maybe a little bit. That was one with the, like the boots, right? Yes, like the, the jumping you can boots. Walk on the air. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the boots. Yeah. If you're uh, able to, really. if you're able to just detach yourself and go along for a ride, this is definitely a movie that would work for yep. sure. I if like you're looking it. for 2001, you're not gonna. It's not gonna Why work. Why would we look me. for that? Okay. Because it's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually showed of, my kids the 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 middle of 2001, and they thought it was pretty decent. And I didn't show them the beginning of the ending because I figured it would ruin it. (laughs) Speaking of awesome movies, I saw the core for the first time. The core. Is that about the core? core? Yes, I have. Where they, where they burrow to the center of the earth to reverse the flow of the earth's mantle to save the earth. Like, like you do. (laughs) You do. You know. <laughs> it was way dumber than I thought it was going to be. Because <laughs> like, I thought it was, you know, going to be like a like a movie like Deep Impact where it's serious all the time. But it's it's more like, oh, I don't know what it's more like. It's like a <laughs> shallow impact. What's well, it's like a <laughs> like in the you know in Deep Impact you look at those those characters and you're like, okay, these these are real people. These could be real people, but the people in the core are like, oh, that's a character. He's that kind of character. Oh, like, okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, like Stanley Tucci was in it. And yeah, he's, stock characters. He's, yeah. yeah, he's just chewing the furniture. And uh, it, it was, it's funny if you like that sort of thing. It's like a, it's like a fun action movie that is, you don't need to take seriously. And you just watch when friends come over to, to watch something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. I uh, also watched Jumanji two, or the okay. the actually it's Jumanji three, I guess if you count the Rob, if you're counting the Robin Williams one, and so this is the uh, that second one with the Rock and uh, those other people. Did you see Kevin the first Hart two? And, yes, 
Okay. What'd uh, you think of this one? What'd you think of those two? And then what'd you think of this one? Well, the first one, classic. I grew up with that one. Watched it all the time. Had the board game. Uh, watched the animated series. And then the, uh, s- <laughs> the second one was hilarious. It was so funny. It's it's a huge tonal shift from the first one, but it was very funny. And I like how they didn't just retcon everything and start over, uh, but they they did some world building to fit it into the continuity that was already there. And then the second one, this one, it wasn't as good as the first one, I didn't think, but it uh, it just highlights how good at acting all these people are because they're they're playing you know they're they're playing they're playing people that have uh the, they're the avatar so Dwayne the Rock Jackson the, he's the video game avatar right. and so is Kevin Hart and so they're playing these teenage kids but now in this next one they get sw- they keep switching bodies the kids and there's two old men in there one of them was Danny DeVito and they're switching and they all do just a fantastic job of playing Danny DeVito. (laughs) The rock plays Danny DeVito. Kevin Hart plays Danny DeVito. And, uh, man, it's so funny. Like they, they, they just, they play multiple characters as the same, you know, looking the same. It's it's, too bad. They didn't get John Malkovich for that part instead. To play Danny DeVito. Well, did you ever see being John Malkovich? Yeah. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. No, I did not. Malkovich. (laughs) That's a classic. Go check it out. Um, that has that weird puppet thing in the middle there where it's like a life-size marionette that they're – it was really cool. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember other parts of the movie. I don't know if I can recommend the movie or not. It, it's uh, it's probably content. problematic. It probably has language. It, it might actually have some troubling stuff. So look into it. So and, many years ago, know. but yeah. Yeah. I think I saw da- it once. Danny Glover is the other uh, – the other old man character and <laughs> and Kevin Hart plays Danny Glover and he is hilarious. <laughs> he just nails it. It's so funny. Uh, That's cool. It's good stuff. Okay. Um, let's right, we're going to have to get a little snappier here with some of these. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move. Snap it up. So, okay. I watched Nino Cooney, which is a Netflix anime movie. It's apparently based on a video game. It, I thought it was like, what if uh, anime did, tried to do their own like Narnia sort of thing? It didn't work well for me. Uh, I watched Hamilton. Did you guys watch Hamilton? I did watch Hamilton, yeah. Oh, so good. It's crazy. I, it's, I knew it was good because everybody amazing. told me it was good. It lived up to the hype. Yeah. It was so good. I mean, it's it's not it's not like a perfect thing. It's not like they you know nail every single uh, historical fact or anything like that. But you know, to to get a, a good broad sweep of that time in history, and you know they, it's it's a narrative. You know, it's it's a it's telling one person's story for a purpose. You know, and and to you know to get that out of it. But you know, if if you if you really dig into history because of that then you know you'll see how how well they actually did do with the stuff that they included in there and then you know you can jump off and 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 ex- explore the stuff that they didn't do well and and get a better understanding of it that way too just like anything it's not perfect but yeah they did a fantastic well, it's, job it's historical it. fiction i mean that's that's just a danger Basically, of historical yeah. fiction because you're always oh, yeah. going to have 
there's always going to be issues. I mean, even well, I would say even the, the historical fiction that I've written, I do my best, but there's going to be issues. So. And what you just said, Steve, is like word for word what Lynn Manuel Miranda said in one of the documentaries I watched, where he's like, "I really want this to just spark people's interest in history and have them go look it up themselves." Yeah. So I think it will definitely have that effect. Uh, I watched A Whisker Away, which is an, another Netflix anime movie about this girl who has a crush on a guy, so she makes a deal with this evil cat spirit and becomes like a yeah, and becomes a cat, so she can spend more time with him as a cat. Okay, turn that around. Turn that around and make that a guy turning into a cat and to spend more time. And how creepy does that sound? Oh, it's so creepy. (laughs) (laughs) But it actually, like, as creepy as it is and it sounds, it ends up being really sweet. (laughs) So I'd kind of recommend it. Um, What's What's it called? It's called A Whisker Away. A Whisker Away. Yes. Um, okay, so then I watched uh, Artemis Fowl. How was that? Not good. Uh, did, <laughs> no. you, did you read the books? No. Okay. Um, but so you haven't read the books, but you didn't like the, the movie at all, even no, with the, not reading the books. Okay. Right. The visuals were cool. There's like this part in the middle where they do this time freeze thing, and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no. Okay. Good. I watched Trolls World Tour because we love the first one. Skip right. it. Still, still praying for you then. Don't watch it. It was not good. Um, watched Superman Red Sun, the the animated movie based on the comic book. Is that is that anywhere like on a, you know, in Netflix or something? It's on the DC Universe app. Okay, so I won't be seeing that very time soon. Okay, for the good next like How month. Before they destroy, yeah. blow up that app. <laughs> Hopefully they will find some way to keep that comic book library going. I mean, they keep adding more stuff to it. So I assume they're they're going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how it's going to work out because, I mean, they've laid off basically everyone. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the main reason that. I have the app is the comic books, because it's just the whole DC library and they're adding new stuff and backlog every every week. So hopefully mm-hmm. they is that all because of the pandemic or is that because of something else that I missed? That's because of something else that we don't know exactly what it is, but it sounds like there's some, it sounds like, uh, what's the phone company that owns them now? AT&T. AT&T is kind of demanding, I think, that we, they be careful with their money, you know? They're demanding and, actual results. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. And so you have uh, Warner Brothers then is looking at the, there are different areas. A lot of people have been laid off from DC Comics, the, the company. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jim Lee is still, um, what is it? She's, he's not chief executive, but he's, is he president? Editor-in-chief. Editor-in-chief, what, yeah, whatever he is. He's still doing that. Uh, but they've, they've laid off a lot of leadership at DC Comics, and then they laid off the entire DC Universe team. Uh, DC Universe team being the, the wow. people with the app. And... The thinking is that the app, uh, the vid- the video stuff, anyway, is just going to get wrapped into uh, HBO Max. Um, okay. And so, which is good. All of the all the stuff they're talking about, like the you know D- Doom Patrol, the series, you know, that's going to go over there, and and yeah. and basically all that stuff will go there because that's coming out and needs content anyway. And here's niche content within a larger, broad based appeal. Um, uh, streaming service as opposed to dc universe which is 
just only for people who like comic books and comic book movies and that sort of thing. So, but then the question is like, will they retain that whole, um, reading library that you're renting when you, when you're using that? So, yes, hopefully they'll figure out something. Um, okay. Uh, then, uh, okay. So Superman Red Sun, it was good. They made some changes like usual, but, uh, most of them I enjoyed. I thought it served the story well. Uh, Knives Out. Did you guys see Knives Out? Not yet. It's on Prime for part of the, I mean, it's it's on Prime. And Mm -hmm. so I want to, because I wanted to see it, but, um, did you like it? Should I talk about it? Well, you can talk about if you liked it or not, but don't spoil it because I I haven't had a chance to watch it. Right. And I I do plan to watch that one. I liked some of it. I liked uh, uh, Daniel Craig as the detective. He was great. Um, But the shocking, twisty stuff that Ryan Johnson was trying to throw in, I called the overwhelming majority of it at the very beginning. And so all the the reveals were like, yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so i don't think it had the effect on me that it was meant to <laughs> but sometimes when you do that i mean sometimes you're like wow these guys have really honed in on my brain and sometimes you're just like yeah if i can think this stuff <laughs> so it, it didn't um it didn't engage you in any way other than the mystery i mean the acting was phenomenal okay. um and yeah, the character then the characters were great. The, just the, I mean, the plot, the mystery, the whole point of the movie, it just kind of let me down because I figured it all out. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, I like I like it when the movies get me when the when I gasp so much. <laughs> um, and that didn't happen. Gaspy. Um, all right, you want me to do books, comics, TV? Whatever well, me, you want, let man. Me, wait, wait. Let me throw a, Did I have a couple movie? of movies out there. Oh, okay. wait. Yeah, let me throw one out, too. At the very okay. beginning of this thing, I went and bought the uh, the Mummy with Tom Cruise. And oh, nice. when I sat down to watch it, I opened uh, it up, and there was no disc inside. <laughs> so now That's I have this curse. empty thing. I contacted the company, and I was just like, can you just send me the disc? And they said, give us your address. And so it's been three months and I, and they haven't sent it to me. They told me I could just go into the store, but I just never think to take it with me when I'm going to go get groceries now. And, uh, yeah. So I just have this empty mummy, uh, tomb. It's, it's the curse of the mummy right there. It's just like an empty tomb sitting on my shelf. Too bad it's not yep. mama tour. Yeah. Uh, you could actually, I mean, really it, it, it is a parable right there. You know, you look on the outside and you think there's something inside there. And it's like a whitewashed tomb. Yeah. But when you go inside, it's all wrapping. It's, it's death. Nice. There's nothing there. So, yeah. So that was the other uh, movie uh, that I thought of when I was thinking about, like, what, what did I experience anew here? Well, the two movies that are on my list, I, and to tell the truth, I don't, I don't know if they're actually considered movies because, like, they were, they were just like a little over an hour. So they were, I think maybe they were like, you know, proof of concept for a series. And then someone said, eh, you know, you've done this much stuff, you know, put it together as a film and we'll, and we'll publish it that way or something. Um, I don't know. Cause I haven't looked into it. Um, but one of them was project power, which is on Netflix and, um, the very basic, uh, 
basic little blurb would be that there's pills that give you five minutes of power, of a superpower. And you don't know what that superpower is because in this universe, there's something inside you that it, it doesn't really go into it. It, evolution has done something where you have some capability that this pill is going to unlock. So for instance, if you had frog capabilities, then you could take this and then you could jump, you know, very far and have a sticky tongue and stick to things and stuff like that. And, um, um, the interesting thing is that they actually did some homework on some animals that are like fantastic. They have some, you know, absolute fantastic powers. Um, and, and, you know, like one's a chameleon and, you know, the guy's running down the street and he keeps like changing into different, you know, things and stuff like that. And it's stuff like we've seen that before. Um, but there are other ones. I don't want to ruin it in case anyone wants to watch it. But they, they really did their homework on some of the animals that the the powers uh, mimic. Um, it's it can be really gory. There's some like body horror uh, elements to it because, you know, human beings aren't supposed to have the types of things that you know is happening with their bodies um but then there's this one guy who's trying to uncover the secrets of it and stuff like that and hooks up with um some other people a cop and um the the actress who actually steals the show is uh a young uh black actress and she, like her, like the whole time she never takes the pills, but her, her every, every time they say, what do you think your secret power is? Um, her secret power is, is rap. And there's a couple of times where, um, that's, that's what there, she says. Yeah. Okay. There's a, there's a couple of times where she actually does rap and the, the raps are very tight and very, uh, very well written. They're uh, witty, um, really, really fun. She delivers them well. Um, but it's not like there's a whole bunch of rap in this. It's not like a rap video or anything. It, it's just a couple of times, and it's you know it's for the purpose of the, of it, it furthers the purpose of the of the whole thing. So, um, um, it's I say it's sort of like a fifty fifty because there's elements in there that you know if if you don't like body horror, um, you know don't watch it. But there's very little like the the language, you know there's. I think it's rated R, but like a soft R or something, because there's no nudity, but there's some language, but you can tell that it's not overloaded with bad language. Um, and it, you, it, it's almost refreshing that they're using less swears than, than usual, because sometimes you watch a show and you're just like, this is just too many swears. Who, 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 who talks like this? You know, so, um, but anyway, it's, uh, called project power. Um, and, oh, who's the, who's the lead? There's a famous person who's the lead. Um, uh, there's two famous, the, 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 that girl really sort of steals the show, but then there's two other guys. I'll, I'll get their names in a second. Um, but the other one was, um, vast of night. Have you ever seen you guys seen that yet? Nope. It's this really Oh wait, yes, I did watch that. That's the the UFO one, right? 1950s? Yes. I did yes. watch that with my kids. 
Yes. Yes. Um, I wasn't so hot on how it ended. And I thought that, you know, as well done as the, the quote unquote twilight zone bumpers were done. Um, I think in the long run, they detracted from the whole feel of it. Um, if they had just jumped into it and, and done what they did and then had like, you know, some sort of a different resolution to the mystery, uh, I would have felt better about it. Um, it's not, it's not like it was horrible, but I just, I really enjoyed it. It it was a movie that when you start watching it, you're like, what am I getting into? Like, is this a parody of Twilight Zone? And then it turns in, no, this is actually a really, uh, really well-made character piece, low budget sci-fi. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one. And and my kids liked it too. Mm -hmm. They, they enjoyed it. So yeah, that I do remember watching that. Yeah, that was good. A couple of bad words, but you know, otherwise, it was a very, and especially if you if you if you like that era, you know, the 1950s. I know some people don't, but <laughs> but, uh, but if you like that era, um, it's 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 a nice little glimpse. It's a nice little snapshot. And it um, almost it almost plays out in real time. Yeah, almost yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic how it's you shot. actually like watch them like moving from place to place, even as they're moving across town. You go across mm-hmm. town with them, and there's one yeah. point where the girl was running, and my my girls were like, "Is that how they would run back in the 50s?" I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but she's yep. not running very well. So no, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it was it was it was a different era. <laughs> it was, it was, and, and they did a very good job of recreating. Um, Recreating that era, not just in a uh, historical fantasy style thing, but they really tried very hard. You could tell they were trying really hard to make it as realistic as possible. And yeah, yeah, and the mystery plays out. Yeah, we shouldn't be smoking, you know, but that's what it was like back then. And so, yeah. Um, so anyway, back just quickly back to Project Power. Uh, Jamie Foxx and Gordon uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh, are the wow. two uh, the two big names there, and the uh, the young the young lady Dominique Fishback, uh, just just outshone them. She just I mean, and she held her own with these you know people who have been doing movies for twenty, thirty, forty years, um, and she stole scenes. <laughs> so uh, so it, it's uh, she's if she doesn't if she's not a huge star in ten years, I'd be surprised. All right, where are we going now? We can do books, comics, TV, podcast. Well, you're the one with the list, man. Where do you want to go? <laughs> well, let's do uh, let's do books. I've been reading books. Woohoo! Book books with no pictures. What? Come on! It's been crazy. One of them I read was. Uh, Shakespeare's Star Wars. <laughs> Have you guys read those? Right, no, I've seen it in the store, picked it up, oh. glanced through it, put it back down. Just delightful. Yeah. Just delightful. How much How much uh, Shakespeare have you read since, I mean, before this? Uh, not a ton. I've read Romeo and Juliet and Macbeth. Okay, so you have and, a flavor for it. Yeah, and I've watched several movie adaptions and what did what did you think they did well what did you think didn't work at the star wars 
Well, the guy who writes these apparently is like he's like a professor or something. Like he's he is an expert on the on Shakespeare and just the poetic style of Shakespeare from the 16th century, and apparently an expert at Star Wars too. So he he just does a phenomenal job. Like it, if you showed this to somebody off the street and they didn't know what Star Wars was, but they knew what Shakespeare was, mm-hmm. I think that they'd be like, oh. He, this is a lost work from Shakespeare or like, <laughs> or, Oh, know, this is a really good, good Shakespeare pastiche Stockholm. or parody. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Correct. Yes. I don't think anyone's going to confuse Star there could Wars be someone. with, there could be someone. I don't know. I mean, it, it, if it might be written that well, speaking we of Star know. Wars, I read four Star Wars novels. Also wow. up, apart from that one, I read all three Star Wars aftermath books, which were great. What are those about? That is that's immediately after the Battle of Endor, uh, up to the final defeat of the remnants of the Empire. And And these are the modern ones. They're not the ones that were written about the exact same subject back. Correct. Got it. These are the the new canon that Disney has approved or whatever. Yeah. But it was still great, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, It took me. It takes me a while to get into stuff like this where there's it's the ragtag group of people because mm-hmm. I just, I like to follow the bad guys and I, <laughs> I and I like the, is I that like why you're on the show? No, it could be. And I, I, <laughs> I like the like political intrigue and stuff of the empire and the Republican stuff. And I'm, I'm not so much a fan of the, the Han Solo adventures, but this was very good. And it had all the stuff I like mixed in with all that. So it was very good. And the characters were great. Uh, you know, my my son has been my uh, eleven year old. Um, he was, you know, he's he's been poking around trying to find stuff to watch, and uh, he came across uh, Star Wars: Clone Wars, nice. which you're you're a big proponent of, mm-hmm. and um, he is digging it. He's not really a Star Wars kid. He's not really a you know science fiction kid or a, you know that type of a thing. But but you know every once in a while he'll just get involved in something and. Um, I think he enjoys the just the multi-layered, uh, deep, rich storytelling. You know all the different characters, but they make all the different characters different enough to be real. You know, so you don't get them mixed up. Um, yeah. And uh, and he's digging it. I, I'll sit down and watch a bunch of shows with him sometimes if it's you know if I'm not doing anything else. Nice. Uh, then I read Lords of the Sith, which is another. Uh, novel in in the new canon and it's about uh the oh the twi'leks and Mm. it's it's right after uh or it's in the it's in the between time between episode three and four and they get this rare opportunity to just try to kill the emperor and darth vader and it it's really interesting so like they just they crash they crash the the star destroyer that Vader and the Emperor are on, and they're like Vader and the Emperor, are like the only some of the only survivors, mm-hmm. and and then they're just hunting those two through the woods, <laughs> and it's just it's really interesting. One because you're like, wow, this could this could work, and then also you you're thinking, no, they're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> this is where they'll end poorly. Yes. <laughs> and like, e- even though, you know, like, of course, Vader and the Emperor are going to live. Uh, you're still like, oh, but the- these Twi'leks could they could live, too. But then you're like, no, they're not. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> there's that they keep showing what vader and the emperor are doing like oh they don't stand a chance <laughs> <laughs> they're just all going to die um okay that's all the books i oh no no and then i've been reading the stormlight chronicles from brandon sanderson which is a thousand plus page book whoa i think it might be like i can't remember it's over a thousand pages and um my friend gave it to me, and it's fantastic. It's a fantasy uh, story, like one of those paperback ones you get at the grocery store. But it's fantastic. But it's a thousand pages. Wow. Yes, yeah, like it's New York Times bestseller. I don't, know, I don't know if that means much, but uh, it's really interesting. I really like. It. Um, okay, so that's all my books. So yeah. I haven't read books. <laughs> like I've read short <laughs> stories. I haven't read anything new. I've read some like classic sci-fi things, but um, I've been listening to a lot of books, a lot of books. I listened to Aliens Phalanx, which is a super fantastic aliens story uh, because it takes place on a planet where the people have the technology basically of the medieval world. And so it's kind of take <laughs> take this idea of like a, almost like a Lord of the Rings without the magic, but that kind of gives you the idea of like the, just this fantasy world that you're in. But the primary thing aren't orcs or dragons it's it's xenomorphs and like you know what they are and they're talking about things as if they know what they are but they they don't know everything and so they talk about like the um the the demon queen you know out there and and or the demon mother you know and it's like that's you know what they're talking about um but they don't even know exactly what that is you know and uh it's just it's fascinating and and really well done um and it, it just, it, I just really enjoyed it. There's one bit at the end. I don't want to give away the ending, um, but there's a couple things at the end where I was just like, oh man, okay, you had to tie in, you know. <laughs> but um, I've also been listening to um, the science fiction Hall of Fame anthologies, which Ooh. what they did was in 1960 something, um, they started giving away the Hugo Awards, mm-hmm. and so this is them. The, all the people who are in the science fiction writers guild um, voted on stories that they would have nominated to be the best of the year before they started giving away the awards. Right. And so it's some of just the best um, novels and short stories and novellas. And there's some really good stuff in there. There's some also some forgettable stuff in there, but it was, it was good. Um, I think I've talked about this before, but I read uh, or listened to um, Astounding which is about the beginnings yep. of um, the golden age of sci-fi with astounding magazine. Um, yep. That was, I really enjoyed that. Um, uh, the heaven makers by Frank Herbert, which he's the guy who wrote Dune, but this is all mm-hmm. about how you have these aliens who are making uh, stories out of our lives and they manipulate things going on on earth basically to be filmed as soap operas for them kind of thing. It's, <laughs> it's I, I honestly, I, 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 this was one of those, um, I'm, I use an app called chirp that, um, does audiobooks at like super deep discounts. And so you can get these audiobooks for $2, $3. Wow. And, and I get an email every day that just has some of the newest stuff. And it has like, I, I, I like classics and sci-fi and Christian fiction and nonfiction. And the whole reason I got this in the first place was they had a C.S. Lewis uh, thing for two bucks that had every single essay he'd ever written. 
Wow. Um, and, and so I was like, I'm, I'm going to get that and I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to, whatever I've missed, I'm going to be able to pick up here. Um, and so, but then I got on their email list and, and this popped up and I was like, that sounds like just a goofy, silly kind of thing. I, I bet it's played for laughs and it was not at all. Like it's super huh. serious and, and there's funny stuff in it, but it starts out where there's this murder um, where this guy has killed his wife and there's no reason for him to kill his wife. And then you have the, the detective who's kind of investigating and you have, and as they're looking into it, it's like, there's this bigger conspiracy that involves aliens. <laughs> it's really, it was really interesting. Um, so those are, those are kind of the highlights of what I'd listen to. Right now on Chirp, I'm listening to the early stories of Philip K. Dick, which wow. that's, it's been a lot of fun because, you know, Philip K. Dick is known for um, just the kind of mind bending, uh, the world is not what you think you see kind of stuff. Right. But he also did Blade Runner, you know, do you dream, do Android's dream of electronic sheep? Um, but he also did a lot of like space opera stuff and I was not Mm -hmm. expecting that. Like there is some really fun space opera stuff on this, um, and some funny stuff and yeah, it's, uh, that's been interesting too. So that's That's what I've been listening to as far as books go. Um, but honestly, I have a handful of books that I bought with the intention to read. They're sitting by my bed, but again, (laughs) when I lay down to go to sleep, I'm out. I'm, I'm so tired. My brain is just done, and so I'm I'm asleep. Yeah. Well, that's funny. I I um my wife uh just last week um purchased four brand new bookshelves for me, and um so I tore down almost all of my books that I have. All of, I have I don't even know two thousand something, and um it just gave me the opportunity to, um, to organize them finally. And I had, I had some organized in some ways here and there, but, um, it's like now I have like one theological bookshelf. Well, actually it's two cause there's so many of them. Um, and then I have like one, like the, the top of another bookshelf is like my, the special comic books, you know, that type of stuff. And then I have like all these different areas where, now, if I want to find a book in that in, in that subject, you know, I I know where exactly where it is, and so I have, uh, you know, been as I'm going through and, and putting the the books up, I'm just noticing how many incredible books I have that I haven't like really dug into yet. So um, I'm looking forward to doing more of that. Um, it was the type of thing where you know my wife had had mentioned that I was getting these shelves. Uh, earlier on so i didn't i didn't want to you know start the project early and then have like all the books sitting around in huge piles which they are now uh (laughs) because you know they would would have just been sitting around for you know weeks and weeks and then she would have just put them out in the backyard and burned them at some point but um um now that i have the opportunity to to dig into those i'm i'm finding i'm finding stuff that i'm like well i didn't i forgot i had this book so it's it's a really interesting time for me <laughs> um another thing that i'm reading or i'm reading on this website it's uh comicbooksplus.com do you guys know what this is nope it's basically you, if you have a book and you can basically prove that it's in the public domain, 
you scan the book and they have thousands of books, comic books, um, comic strips. Uh, they have old time radio here as well too, because it's in the public domain, most of it. Um, and it's, some of the scans are just fantastic. Some of the books they have go back to the 1800s and late 1700s. Some of them, and some of them are uh, unreadable. Some of them are just, you know, this is the one book that this person had and it's garbage, but he posts it anyway. Uh, some of them are actually classic. I mean, there's some of the classic comic books, classic writers, classic artists, Jack Kirby, Stan Lee. Um, there's a, a sprinkling of characters that you'll know. Uh, there's uh, some Captain Marvel stuff up there that uh, fell into the public domain because of different, you know, copyright nonsense here and there. Um, so, you know, if you like uh, Captain Marvel, uh, you know, Shazam, you can uh, dig that there. And just, it's an amazing repository of this stuff. And you, you it's totally searchable. You can search by dates. I mean, there's uh, they have uh, you know astounding science fiction. They have uh, science fiction magazines. Mm-hmm. They have, um, I mean, you you name it. Before 1960, magazines. You know, the True Love magazines, the uh, 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 radio and, and TV star magazines. Um, you know, uh, Argosy. Um, you know, all these older stuff that people have completely forgotten about that was just huge at that time uh it's just an amazing repository and one of the fun things that i do is um some of the some of the panels or some of the the quotes and things like that or you know even some of the ads they have you know the full page ads and stuff like the sea monkeys and things like that um i like to to take screenshots and like make my own memes and things like that nice That's <laughs> so fun. Yeah, so you know, so that's where I, those I, come yeah. from because I seen you post a couple of those like on the supersonic, yeah, page, it's, like it's, with some stuff, and yeah. yeah, and it's 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 just a lot of fun. I, I enjoy that type of uh, you know, it's sort of like this throwback feel to to that type of a meme, and some of the, it's 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 just fun for me, you know, you know, me, I like old school stuff, but um, and some of it is just it's just good reads, so. You know, and if you like old comic books, especially from that era, uh, you know, there's still plenty of uh, superheroes that no one has ever heard of and space heroes that no one's ever heard of and cowboys and and, you know, everything. It's just a huge fun thing. You you you, you lose a lot of time here. Let's just say <laughs> you can lose a lot of time there. So you have to sort of be uh, judicious with that. Hey, speaking of that kind of thing, Steve, remember we talked about finding the story that The Great Divorce was inspired by, um, yes. where C.S. Lewis said, hey, I, I I read this story years ago in an American sci-fi magazine, um, and it was about this person who went back in time, and he couldn't affect the things around him, and that's what kind of inspired him for a, a bit of The Great Divorce. Yeah. Um, I found it. Now, it wasn't very hard to find because it actually was included in a book called uh, <laughs> Tales Before Narnia, um, which is actually just a bunch of things that were inspirational to C.S. Lewis. Um, right. But that story is in there. I haven't read it yet. It's sitting beside my bed. But um, there's two volumes. I th- do you have these, the Tales Before Narnia and then Tales Before Tolkien? And I do have those, yeah. I, I, I'd like to find a way to maybe do an episode about 
about these books, but I just don't know if there's a good way to really explore it because they're so like scattershot. Like there's just so many different kinds of things in there and they're thick books, you know, and, and there's a lot of oh, stuff yeah. in there. Um, I think yeah. if you concentrate on the elements that he pulled out of them, then, well, we, you know, we, we you can, can talk about it. We can talk about it. Yeah. The magazine was it. Tales of Wonder, and I was actually hoping that I could find like a scan of that magazine, but I, I haven't been able to. It's the third issue of that magazine, and it's not an American sci-fi magazine. He was wrong uh, in his thing. It was actually a, a, a British sci-fi magazine. So, yeah, but it's Tales of Wonder number three, summer 1938, and the story was called The Man Who Lived Backwards. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking so I'm forward to reading a, it. Just doing a quick search here, and uh, it doesn't uh, doesn't look like they have Tales of Wonder. British stuff has different copyrights, yeah. so they have to be. Well, I found a website that had some issues of Tales of Wonder, but it mm. didn't have that particular issue. So anyway, Got it. yeah, so that's kind of a just a continuation of that conversation. But all right, Evan, where are we going next? Uh, just quickly, I'll do comic books. Sure. Uh, read Shadow of the Batgirl, which is a brand new uh, original graphic novel. You know how they're doing those for like young adults. Um, this one's about Cassandra Kane, Batgirl, my second favorite comic book character of all time, and it was pretty good. It was great. Did like you know retell? Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Keep going. I, was, I said it's like a it's a retelling of her origin in a more family friendly, uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> way. So they did one of those for Swamp Thing, but it was done oh, really? in the style of the uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid kind of thing, where <laughs> this would be make a much better movie because it would make much more sense. Uh, where the movie would be like a found footage chronicle kind of thing, where this guy goes out in the swamp, he's looking for the swamp thing and he's filming everything. But since it's a book, he's sketching everything. So that means that when he's right, you know, he he's narrating about something that happens and you turn the page and it's this two page splash. It means he was sitting there for at least 10 to 15 minutes to draw this picture as things are happening. The notebook is supposedly being drawn out in real time as things are happening. <laughs> and that's the one element that's just like, oh, give me a break. But it is it is kind of funny. And it's about a kid who actually starts becoming a swamp monster himself and. Yeah, so it's 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 fun, but not the most fun. <laughs> so. Real quickly, who's the author on The Man Who Lived Backward? Uh, Charles F. Hall. Okay, because so I found a story called The Man Who Lived Backward on that site, but it's by Ralph Milne Farley. Mm, wrong guy, sorry. Yeah, okay. But you've got mm. it in that book you already have. Yeah, but I just didn't yeah. – if someone else wanted to read it, it would be nice to say, hey – Check it out. I I haven't found it in PDF form anywhere online. I'm sure it exists somewhere. Uh, What else from Comic 7? Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, which is the the new series that came out in 2019 by Matt Fraction. And um, it's – I think it's in continuity for the current stuff, but it's just funny, zany, Silver Age-style Jimmy Olsen stuff uh, squeezing into the more serious main continuity so okay. it's just fun. Um, and then, oh, I reread, well, and I read most of it for the very first time, the uh, Superboy comic from the 90s. Um, I had a few issues of those when I was a kid, 
but I had never read the whole series. And of course I read all of Young Justice and that was going on during the same time and they crossed over sometimes. But yeah, that was that was very fun to read through. Um, and then I've been reading Batman The Adventures Continue, which is a brand new comic series that uh, is basically it's like season five of Batman the Animated Series. And they brought back the original writers for the show and they're, they've been doing stuff. Uh, this is basically a, a canon continuation of that show. That's pretty neat. And then I read Marvel Civil War II, which I had read before, but I had not read it since I sent my 12 issues into the book bindery and they had it bound in a hardback graphic novel. Wow. So that was fun. That's kind of cool. <laughs> um, that was a whole process, though. Like I That was. was. <laughs> <sighs> I tried to get around the system, guys, because I tried to, tried like, to do you it know himself. What? I could do it myself. <laughs> I'll just YouTube all these things about bookbinding. And I bought all the stuff and I tried it. And it was horrible. <laughs> to, to be fair, when Evan said he was going to send the stuff off, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know, man. And then when you said you're going to do it yourself, I thought, OK, maybe this could work. You know, I really did think, Evan, that yeah. it would be doable. But then you sent me those pictures. I was just, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. The problem is you need an industrial paper cutter to to get the pages cut so you can line them all up. Oh, really? Like I have the... that. Really? I do at work. <laughs> at work. That well, you, yeah, you you like squeeze it down at, like a vice almost. And then you yeah. uh, you just bring the blade down with this uh, lever. And yeah. Well, I've still got all the supplies. Next time I find like a group of comics that I don't care about, we could try it again. <laughs> that you don't care about enough that you could lose them, but you do care enough about that you'd want them in a hardcover volume Correct. on your shelf. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like Secret Wars 2 or something. Yeah. Oh, no, uh... no, that is that is <laughs> very, very... No, you don't want to ruin those. Did I hit it? Don't ruin those. <laughs> Keep them in... Yeah. They ruined my reading pleasure back in the late 80s, but that's a different story. Yeah, but they... Uh, it's yeah. so funny how you and I came at that from two different angles. Yeah. And one, it ruined your reading of that. And for me it enhanced for me yeah. because I was able to get this cross section of mm -hmm. this was Marvel comics in this year. And this is what was going on. Uh, cause it, it touched every single thing. But for you, it was like, it's touching the stuff that I want to read and don't want to mess with. Yeah. David Hasselhoff, Michael Jackson, uh, <laughs> damn my God. Who can, yeah, <laughs> that was great. <clears throat> All right, moving on to television. Wait, whoa, whoa. It's, it's our turn to talk about comics. Oh, you guys have comics? I do have, I mean, there's things I've been reading along this whole time that that's, but that's not new. Here's what was new for me. Um, and this was intentional. I, I got these at the beginning to read during this time, thinking I have lots of time. I didn't mm -hmm. have lots of time, but I did have enough time for these particular comic books. And that is the Justice League crossover material with Dark Horse's Aliens and Predator. Ah, oh, wow. And nice. so I got these these volumes of Dark Horse DC Comics crossovers. And there's a lot of other stuff in there. There's the Superman Tarzan crossover. There's the <laughs> Batgirl Ghost crossover, which is the first Batgirl Cassandra Kane comic I ever read. 
nice. that I can remember. And she's crossing over with this character from Dark Horse I know nothing about, and it's not great. <laughs> but um, through it all, there's these series that I read the Batman Predator crossover stuff. I read those three series, um, but I hadn't read any of the others. And so there's Superman Predator, there's Superman Alien, there's Superman Alien 2, there's Batman Aliens 1 and 2, there's um, Green Lantern Alien 1 that is wildly fantastic until it's not. Um, (laughs) But all these things kind of form their own continuity. And it's really kind of fun then to kind of piece this together as this world where what would a what what would the DC universe be like if it had aliens or predators in it, right. and and it really is interesting because you have Batman fighting Predator and they're this great match. Um, the Superman Alien one was the first one that they did with Superman, and he's like having a moral crisis about whether or not he's going to kill aliens or not. Uh, the Xenomorphs, <laughs> and and in some ways you're just like that's ridiculous, but in other ways you're like this is. Superman values life, yeah. you know, They're and intelligent creatures too. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really interesting. Um, just what they do with that, with him. Um, it gets a little bit goofy toward the end where you have, uh, some predators it's predators versus justice league and the predators are given, um, basically they get the justice league powers. Oh, goodness. And oh, it's yeah. it's a one shot and it's not wonderful. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's not great. But some of some of this other stuff, though, especially the Batman Predator stuff I, I'd read, like like I said before. Um, but just the just a just just a position of um, of Superman, you know, taking on predators and Superman taking on the aliens and Batman taking on the predator and um and then there's a, a double crossover where it's Superman and Batman versus aliens and predators. And uh, there's some really, really good stuff there. If you like those, right. those franchises. And the only one of those I've read was the one with the new gods where they, where dark side finds the aliens and sets them loose on new Genesis. Is that in there? Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's the second yeah. Superman one that they did. That's a pretty good one. That one was weird because um, it just, kind of ends and you're just like what happened (laughs) but it does bring up this idea of like using the the xenomorphs as weapons and someone seeing someone actually do it and use them as weapons and Mm -hmm. um and also dark side's opinion of life and and people's (laughs) lives and his own people's lives and that sort of thing versus superman's opinion of life. yeah it's sinister yeah the stuff dark side does in that one yeah i have something like that that um it's not a comic book, but it's uh, the there's a company that republishes or did republish um, the shadow pulp novels from the you know thirties yeah, and forties. Yeah. And um, uh, I found a, a website and I just got on their mailing list and I was like, yeah, you never know, you know, something might come on special or something like that, or maybe there's you know. And then they had something. I guess they were, you know they had to sell what they had because after a certain date they couldn't legally sell it or something like that. So they dropped the prices down to like $3 for these like really nice bound, I mean, glossy covers. You get two complete novels. There's articles like, you know, scholarly articles. Uh, if they, if they need to fill space, they fill it with something, you know, it might be a script from like a, an, uh, a lost radio show or something like that. 
Um, and, uh, and I, I picked up, I didn't even know like 10 of them. There was like 10 of them for like two or $3 a piece. And they had a couple other, uh, characters from that time period as well. The spider and, uh, um, what's his name? <laughs> Doc, uh, Doc Savage, Doc Savage. That's right. Um, and uh, so I picked one of one each up of those as well because I figured, you know, and I, this was like back in like April, and I'm like, I'm gonna have a lot of time just to like sit down and sit back and and you know check these out. And it was only a couple of bucks a piece. I felt really good about it, and they came and they were really nice. And and it's like during this whole time, I'll get interested in something, and then like buy something online or you know purchase something whatever and then in the time it takes to reach me i've lost interest in it just enough so that it just gets put on a shelf and and i just haven't come back to so many different things that i, I had to like send away to, you know to get some music or something like that and it came and i'm like i listened to it and i'm like oh, this is kind of cool but then I'm like, I'm I'm not really in a music stage right now. I'm more in a reading stage or a writing stage or whatever. So, um, you know, getting to a point during this whole process where I'm getting like actual traction on something is kind of difficult for me. And the shadow is one of those things. It, it's always been one of those things where I wanted to read the the novels. Um, and I actually bought a book earlier on. I think it was right before everything started to hit. And it's a, a fantastic. Uh, look at every single novel that the guy has read every single one a couple of times and he rates them and he gives you the high points. He doesn't ruin the the story. He'll, you know, it's, it's very scholarly. Uh, it's like 400 pages or something like that. Big book too. It's like graphic novel, you know, I mean, um, like old, when I say graphic novel, I mean like the old school graphic novel, God loves man kills, you know, that type of a, uh, you know, when they started coming out from Marvel, but you know, that size, but thick, you know, really thick. And, uh, and so I got that and then that got me interested in the other stuff. And, and then by the time they got here, it was just sort of like, eh, I've read parts of them. I've read some of the shorter stories and stuff like that. And, you know, they're cool, but I'm just sort of waiting to get back into like a shadow mode. <laughs> um, but you know, to tell the truth, I don't know if I really want to at this point, because another thing that I did was I started finding, um, cause I'm cleaning everything. I mean, the, the shed is clean and I'm redoing the shelves and stuff like that. And so I'm finding a lot of stuff that I wrote, uh, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, some of them, you know, before Evan was born, <laughs> I'm finding some of it seriously. And I'm finding some of this stuff and, um, um, polishing it up. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, like getting other people's eyes on it. I'm, you know, uh, sending it out to some friends and stuff like that to see what they think. And, uh, and, you know, I, I'm just working and I'm writing more than I ever did. I'm not writing every day and I'm not writing as much as a professional writer would write, but I'm, I'm, I've written more in the last couple of weeks than I've written in the last couple of years. So, um, I just hope that continues. Um, so, and, and I have a lot of stuff that's already done and that's the thing. It's like this, it's not like I'm, uh, I have a, a bunch of ideas in my head that I want to get down on paper, although I have those too, but I have stuff that's already done that I just have to like put it into the computer and then polish it up 
and then just, you know, put it through, you know, uh, uh, whatever it is to, to make it, to get it to the next level. And, uh, and it's been a really, a really fun, creative time that yeah, way that's, for me. That's where I stuck with, uh, ghosts of the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's done. Just, it needs to be tightened up. You've done some editing on it for me mm-hmm. and, uh, I just need to tighten it up because yeah, nothing's going to happen with it until I, until I finish it. Yeah, it's a fun which, story. Which change. I just say, it's finished. The, the story is done. It's written. But yep. it, it just needs to be, those edits need to be taken in. I'd like to have another person take a look at it as well. And yeah, Ghost of the Future. Watch for it someday <laughs> in 10 years, maybe. We'll see. Never know. Uh, hey, Steve, you ever heard of the word Sundoku? Sundoku? Sundoku. T-S-U-N-D-O-K-U. It's a Japanese word. And it literally means um, letting books pile up that you're never going to read. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But I'm going to read these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was ever a pandemic and I was stuck in the house for a long period of time, this is – oh, wait a minute. So, hey, Steve, you brought up uh, those – basically those from those pop uh, – not pop, pulp, pulp uh, novels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like us to take a, a sidestep into a medium that's probably not on any of Evan's lists because nobody reads these anymore, but magazines. Um, <laughs> this is something I actually have been reading uh, yeah. that, that is sitting next to my um, bed that I have picked up because there's shorter reads. But there's two mm-hmm. magazines that I've been um, taking a look at. One is Back Issue, which is not new to me, but I have that's gotten a couple new issues of it. And Back Issue Magazine is about comic book history, basically. And they theme out every uh, issue. You know, sometimes it's about licensed comics. Um, The one that I have that I've been reading is about the 30th anniversary of Batman, the movie. And there's just some really interesting articles and interviews and stuff like that. And a lot of what's in Back Issue uh, tends to be new information to me. You know, or if there is stuff in the article that I already knew about – there's going to be, you know, the next couple of paragraphs, something new, but uh-huh. I have subscribed to a paper magazine and <laughs> this is, wow. yeah, yeah. It's analog, analog science fact and science fiction magazine. Um, they still publish it. They still publish it. It's 90 years now. Uh, <laughs> they're in their 90th anniversary. Uh, and partially because of the book that I had listened to about astounding magazine, which astounding became analog. Mm-hmm. Um, and partially because I've also been listening to a lot of classic sci-fi and partially because it just looked interesting to me when I was at Barnes and Noble. Cause at Barnes and Noble, I bought an <laughs> issue off the shelf of Asimov science fiction and, and then analog. And I just was in the mood for it, you know, and they were not super expensive. So I, I got them, started reading some of the short stories. The cool thing about analog this year is that every issue has a classic story from their publishing library. Oh, cool. And so, you know, there's, it might be 40 years old. It might be 60 years old. Um, but then it also has new sci-fi in there, which I, I don't read new sci-fi and I'm just like, this Mm -hmm. is my, this is a, this is that cross section kind of thing, like with Secret Wars too. But I subscribed to it, so I'm <laughs> going to be getting a year of this uh, magazine. Um, I went to their website, subscribed directly, realized I have that March April issue, and I really that had the beginning of a three part uh, novel, and um, realized my subscription was going to start with the uh, 
uh, November, December issue. <laughs> and oh, well, here's the deal. Like this has been on their shelf. They have not had their magazines replenished since the pandemic started. And so, wow. um, so I contacted them and said, I really hope that my, my subscription is going to start with an earlier issue. They sent me two issues. Um, and I just got them in the mail today, but, uh, I still need to look up and find the May, June issue. I can't find that. So I'm going to try and track that one down and see if I can find it so I can, you know, complete this novel. That's um, very cool of them. But yeah. yeah, they, they sent me them and they said, well, we can, we can do this for you. And I'm like, no, that's, that's incredible. Thank you. Like, um, but anyway, yeah. And it's on newsprint. It's that digest sized, you know, um, of thing, you know, smaller than a comic book, but larger than a uh, paperback. And 150 pages, something. No, 200 pages. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, like if you're buying this new off the shelf and not with the subscription discount, which I got, but um, buying it off the shelf, it was it's only seven ninety nine for two hundred pages of of really small print material. I have to read my <laughs> read it with my my uh, reader reading glasses, but yeah. But I like I said, I, this is kind of a connecting point in some ways to like old sci fi and just the old way of doing yeah. things, but getting new stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm sort of getting that fixed through that Comic Book Plus website because, you know, I'll dig into some, you know, 1920s uh, old, you know, old science fiction type stuff or, you know, read some of the 1940s, 1950s uh, comic books with like the, you know, space opera stuff and Alex Toth and yeah. Steve Ditko. And I mean, just fantastic. Uh, well, I've... The, I've been jumping on websites like that to look up the old analog magazines and that because I've been listening to a lot of old time radio and I've been wanting to find the source material mm -hmm. and just see what did it look like in the time? Like what did yep. Ray Bradbury's story, you know, look like when it was in the magazine and what did they change? Yeah. Yeah. How did they change um, it? And, and to see the artwork too, that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. um, and of course these sci-fi magazines have some of the best cover art. It's yeah. just beautiful, especially when you're going back into the 50s, 60s around in there. Um, yeah, there's just gorgeous, gorgeous artwork. And yeah, yeah. So, so that's a sidestep into a different medium. Um, I'm trusting that you don't have a list of magazines you've been subscribing to, Evan. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, what's next then? Uh, TVs, is that oh. what's left? Yeah, let's do okay. TV. All right. Let's do it. So, as you pointed out, Ben, I've been watching a lot of stuff that my daughter has been watching. And some of it's been good, and some of it's been not good. Uh, so I'll start with that stuff. I've been watching Gummy Bears for the first time ever. Never watched it when I was a kid. Uh, it was a little before my time. We didn't have the Disney Channel. It was um, part of the... It was... It was uh, well, it would have been before your time, but it was not right. on the Disney Channel. That's how I watched right. it. It was Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, so that's that's it's good. Um, it's 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 nothing like I thought it was going to be, so that's cool. What did you uh, think it was going to be? I do not know, <laughs> but I don't know what I think. But you weren't but expecting the high fantasy kind of Correct. black cauldron kind of yes. vibe, yeah. Correct. Um, we've been watching uh, Barbie, um, both the CGI movies and the. Netflix original series Barbie Dreamhouse Adventures. And Barbie Dreamhouse Adventures is really great. Now, I would recommend it to anybody who has a daughter 
that wants some good female role models in a fun cartoon show to watch. Uh, it's fantastic. The writing is good. The characters are uh, realistic. Well, as realistic as, you know, it's, it's, the movies are like, ugh, they're cringeworthy. My, they're my daughter, so like, so hard to watch. Yes. Yes. The, the one, uh, that she loves is the Barbie, a mermaid's tale. And man, it is just, it's like every stereo, every bad stereotype that Barbie has accumulated. They just shove it in your face. I mean, the unrealistic parts about uh, the Dreamhouse Adventures is just how wealthy Barbie's family is. <laughs> like, they're just so rich. They have everything. Wow. But you have to have that because they have to sell all the toys, like the cars and the the, the camper and the Dreamhouse. But the characters are great. And uh, the stuff that they do in the show, it, it's it's just very positive and uplifting and not at all cringeworthy. So. I recommend that. That was a surprise to me. It's that's that's one of the shows I encourage her to watch because not only is it you know I think they have good role models, but it also holds my attention and I'm actually interested in the plot um, and the writing. So uh, okay, then uh, we've been watching this new kid show called Tots, which is about the storks who deliver babies, but it's it's baby animals and. The main characters are not storks. They are a penguin and a flamingo. And they tag team it because obviously the penguin can't fly. So the penguin uh, navigates and the flamingo, who is not the brightest bulb in the hardware store, uh, he flies. So it's interesting. Um, <laughs> it's for kids. It's, it's for little kids. So the animation's nice, but it's... It's more tolerable than other little kid shows that Yumi likes to watch. Uh, then she wanted to watch a unicorn show, so we checked out My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. And I was expecting to like, I was like, oh, maybe I maybe I will low-key like this because I know it has a giant adult following, uh, so there, there must be something okay about it. And uh, that is incorrect. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it so much. And I was like, we are not watching this anymore. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then, uh, all right. So now we'll move on from the little kid shows to Tangled the series. Um, have you guys seen this at all? No. I don't think so. It's the sequel to Tangled the movie. They brought back the entire original voice cast, and it is fantastic it is epic there's three seasons and the first season they're like hey let's explore a little bit more about the world of tangled and then the next two seasons are like hey did you know the world of tangled is just like lord of the rings and (laughs) (laughs) and it just goes to some crazy places and it's really great i put it up there with aladdin the animated series with it's just some it's great stuff um so then uh steve you mentioned the clone wars i watched the final season of that which was just wonderful um yeah eight, we're, we're still making our way there all right so i won't i won't spoil anything about uh big hero six the series i've been loving disney plus because they have all these series that i haven't watched before because i didn't have the disney channel uh for the past 10 years and so uh big hero six is great they are uh, it's like a legit uh, superhero cartoon series up there with the best of them. 
and they brought back all the original voice cast except for TJ Miller. Um, <laughs> and, and now I kind of like the new guy better than TJ Miller because yeah. I've heard more. TJ Miller things. got canceled. Yes, I, I heard and that. He he deserved his cancellation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But the show. In my opinion, yeah. Yeah. But the show is great, and they they build on the actual canon that happened in the movie, and those events have repercussions that echo into uh, the future episodes. That's really great. Um, then I checked out Star Trek Discovery Season 2. Have you guys seen that? Yep. I don't think so. Yeah. I haven't I watched it. a lot of Discovery. I like Season 1. I like Season 2. Watch Picard. Um, yep. Yep, that's uh... – when I was trying to think of like new stuff. That was one that definitely goes on the new stuff during pandemic because it came out, started at the beginning of it. Yeah. And well, I wasn't going to watch it. Yeah. You said you weren't going to. <laughs> right. But I mean, cause I didn't have CBS all access, but then we got CBS all access because of the pandemic. They offered a free thing for a month and I was like, well, let's get it. And we watched Star Trek discovery. And then I was like, okay, well we got it. Let's watch Picard. And uh, we watched it when my mom was visiting, and she's a massive Next Generation fan. And so uh, she loved it, and it was good. Um, And I knew enough about the Next Generation that I could follow. Um, We also watched the Sonic show, the the Sonic the Animated Series um, that aired when I was a kid. And it's great. Like, the animation doesn't quite hold up because of how old it is. And, like, I think they... They transferred uh, directly from like a VHS tape to the digital <laughs> marketplace. I don't know, but it, it doesn't hold up quite as good as other shows I've seen. But uh, the the actual show, it's really entertaining and it's it's great. And it it it's the thing that started that comic series that had all the deep lore and that people love. So it's fun stuff in there. Um, <clears throat> watch the Hollow season two. Benji, watch the Hollow season two. No, not yet. If you haven't listened to our Hollow Strangers and Aliens episode, you should go check that out. Um, uh, I started watching it. It was a little problematic, so I stopped watching it and haven't gotten back to it. The season two? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. And it is not as good as season one. Um, But season one is worth it no matter what. It's just so good. Don't look up anything about it. Just watch it. Um, I watched the second season of Reboot Guardian Code. And you're going to be podcasting about that. So, correct. Yeah. So, you'll be watching it again. Correct. <laughs> there is one bright spot in that show, and that is the actress who plays the artificial intelligence trapped in a teenage girl's body. <laughs> and she just nails it. Like, all the other acting in the whole show is like, ugh, but she nails it. I think she won an award uh, for best young actress. In a show <laughs> for being the that. only good voice in a ensemble. No, cast. no. She's a. This, it's unfortunately there's a live action element to the, to the show, but um, got it. But she's she's delightful to watch. She she just nails it. She was cracking me up every time because she <laughs> she just looks like this regular teenage girl, but she just nails the the computer talk. That's so funny. Okay, uh, then um, okay, I watched a f- couple of anime shows. One of them was called Beast Stars which no one should watch <laughs> under any circumstances. 
you should wow. not watch this show. The premise intrigued me because it was like, what if Zootopia was TVMA and had deep themes and deep, uh, you know, really philosophical exploration of what that would look like where you have these predators and prey living together in the society and people get eaten and there's nothing you can do about it because it's about biology. You just have to kind of live in that world and make compromises. <laughs> and I was like, man, that sounds really interesting, but do not watch it because <laughs> like it's, that. it is creepy and there's nudity in it. It's not good. Do not watch it. Wow. I regret watching it. Um, and I had to skip parts. And I still regret watching it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but the other anime I watched, which is kind of a little bit similar, but not really. It's called BNA, which is Brand New Animal. And it's about this world where evolution took two paths and you have regular humans and then you have anthropomorphic animal humans and they live side by side together. And it is really great. It's a it's a very fun show, and they do a lot of fun things with it. And the main character reminds me a lot of my character from The Black Blossom, uh, and with her personality and her power set. And it's it's just a fun show, and it's clean, and it's it's fun. So I I would highly recommend that uh, if you're looking for something new to watch, uh, BNA. I've been highly enjoying that. Uh, I watched the last season of Shira which has made me not watch the any more of it because I hated it. So <laughs> anything in particular or oh they just went uh just full like full tilt let's have everybody be a homosexual. Everybody. Wow. So and it's for you know it's a kid show. So right. Yeah. You know, they're it's they're marketing to children and stuff. And so like, man, I, I was disappointed. Yeah, um, more, more and more that stuff is it's just problematic. You know, I well, I, I you know, was they, watched, I walked into the room and my, my son was watching the new Pixar short and I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, I wonder what this is and I watched it to the end and then I had to sit down and talk with my son about something that you know, I mean it's it's yeah. and I mean they they sneak it into different, you know, shows I've watched recently, but this was more full tilt than any of the previous ones. It's not snuck uh, which in is anymore, yeah. Which is unfortunate because the, I mean, the art direction and the the plot building in that show was really great. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay, so then uh, I checked out that new Transformers show, War for Cybertron. Did you guys check that out? No, not yet. Where is oh. it? It's on Netflix, okay. and it was great. I was like, you know, I was skeptical because I'm like, okay, it's Cybertron. They're on this. There's nothing, you know, there, there's nothing, uh, you know, for the, there's no human reference. So is, is it going to be as engaging as it could be? And it was fantastic. And the, they, Peter Cullen is not voicing Optimus Prime, but the guy who's replaced him uh, does a fantastic job sounding like Peter Cullen, <laughs> which is all we can hope for. For yep. future Optimus Prime voice actors. So it was very good. And I can't wait for more. Um, then I watched the first episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. I also watched that first episode. What did yeah. you guys think? It was a pretty good uh, Star Trek parody. 
set in actual Star Trek canon, which means I didn't like it that much because <laughs> it's like, and I you can't have really it both ways. It. <laughs> I really liked it. You can have funny, weird, goofy characters. in. Can Star you Trek. imagine any of those characters walking onto the bridge of next generation? <laughs> I wish I could, because that would be awesome. But you can't because they don't fit. <laughs> Like that's yeah. just it. They don't next generation. All of Star Trek is regular people. I mean, they're military people sometimes, but they they're actual people. And that show is caricatures. And that's what just doesn't work for me is that you have a tone of a show where, hey, we're going to make a show about humanity. And so in making the show about humanity, whether or not, you know, you agree with the worldview that's around that, the tone of all Star Trek is that that could be someone, you know, or it could be you until you get to lower decks. And then it's just these outrageous caricatures of somewhat awful people. And <laughs> like that's the other thing is like the whole thing. The whole premise of the show is that, you know, everyone who's above decks are terrible people. They're not good. They're it just it just didn't work for me at all. If it had been a parody, if it had been uh space quest you know or whatever i would have been much more willing to roll with it and because it's funny you know and it's clever and it's well made you know don't get me wrong it's just it's also canon (laughs) and yeah you know it's it's like what you were talking about the the superman's pal jimmy olsen i haven't read it but you're you're like i think it's canon but it's a lot more you know and, and and for me it doesn't work when you have such a tonal shift between these two things that are supposed to be working in the same world um, because the world needs to be consistent. Yep. But people would say that discovery and Picard aren't consistent with the rest of Trek. And, and, yep. I, and so I'm just, this is where I kind of draw my line on, on where, where the, the Trek fans um, who also have drawn those lines, like Discovery's not Trek, you know, Picard is not star Trek. Because it's so different from what went before. Right. Well, I liked it. And I liked it better than the Orville. Which I I bailed on that show. Because of, it got so inappropriate. Yeah. Did, this did not cross the lines that... Uh, it, it is more inappropriate than normal Star Trek. But it did not cross the lines for me. So... Um, I mean, and, and it's because the, the characters are more, they're like, they don't care about stuff. So they're just kind of the, the dumb slacker people. Yeah. There was a, there's a Star Trek oh. short that they did that was another one that kind of crossed this line of these people aren't good. And it, this just doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel of a piece. And it was, yeah. And, and that's the same thing with this one is just, Okay. We'll see where it goes. I don't know. When the next live action Star Trek starts up, I'll be subscribing to CBS All Access again. And I will <laughs> probably, what I'll probably do is watch a live action show, I, whether it's Discovery Season 3 or Strange New Worlds, which is coming out, which will be a series mm-hmm. about Pike. Yeah. I'm excited about that. But the idea of I'll watch a live action, then I'll watch a lower decks or something like that. And I'll, I'll, I'll eventually watch the whole thing. I know I will. Like it's going to happen because of Star Trek, but uh, my wife got into the show Scorpion, which is also on CBS All Access, 
Um, the which is about it. No, I think it's it's newer. It's uh, it's about a team of geniuses who come up against problems that nobody else can solve, but then they do it. Like it's different types of geniuses, like oh, a math okay. genius, a physics genius, a mechanical genius, and um, I don't know what you would call it. He's like a he's a therapist, so he's like a psych a psych genius. I dream um, of genius. No, there was none of those. Um, but I I got into it and it was good, and they canceled it and the last episode was a cliffhanger it, it was a bad cliffhanger wow. <laughs> it's one of those where you're like well this is stupid i might as well just not have watched the whole last season so man yeah. if i was ever going to do a show i would i would have like I, I would shoot the the last show and just like have all the shots that i need to tailor make one final episode if I needed it, if it got canceled or if I just, you know, ran out of ideas or whatever, and it would just have all the shots that I needed. And then I would just tailor make a last episode whenever I needed it and have it, have it ready to go because having things end on a cliffhanger is ridiculous in this day and age. It's the 21st century. Come on. We shouldn't have cliffhangers. That's why they do season five in comic book form. Yeah. Well, um, which is better than nothing. Uh, uh, I don't know if that. I don't know if it is better than nothing. It is better than nothing. <laughs> no, it's order. not. Not if it's not good. <sighs> That's yeah. true. It can. It can be spotty. It, it can cause retro hate. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then I watched uh, the the most recent season of Lost in Space. Fantastic. Um, I enjoyed it, except that there's just so much. It's it's like the the show it focuses on rebellion, and I'm getting I'm having a hard time watching it and not seeing you know them rebelling against superiors and rebelling against you know people that that they should be instilling trust in in their kids and the, the kids the superiors are evil yeah the superiors are making really awful choices and <laughs> right. doing terrible but, things but if you, you don't know, rebel as, against terrible things. I don't but know, man. It's, a, a lot of times it's because they they think that they – obviously it, it plays out that they are, but that you can't just rebel because you think someone is doing something bad. You know, you can't just have that yes. always skeptical, always, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to rebel because I'm going to rebel type of an attitude. But that's not their attitude. It's, their attitude is this is wrong. We can't let this happen. They had evidence. Yeah. They're doing things that are going to hurt people. That's the thing. When I when I watched it the first time, I, I wasn't expecting all of that. So maybe I just need to watch it again. So I'll give it another chance. It, it was very well done. The characters are fantastic. Yeah. Um, did you guys check out Prop Culture on, on Disney? No, it looked funny, though. It's pretty good. They uh, It's this guy who walks around and... and digs up the props from famous movies in the Disney yep. archive. And then he goes and gets the actors and actresses and the, the production people and sits them down and shows them all the stuff. And they react to stuff they haven't seen in forever. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty neat. They did a Narnia episode. That was fun. And they did a Mary Poppins episode where they brought back the girl who plays the little girl, but now she's like 60 and they, <laughs> they, they show her the, the dress she wore and she's like oh my goodness i haven't seen this in 50 years and 
that's pretty cool. I wonder uh, if I then, still fit in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my last one, which I've saved for last because it was the breakout star of all my TV watching, was The Chosen from the okay. Angel Studios. And yep. man, I love that show. Blew me away, and I binged the junk out of it. Couldn't get enough. Not too Mormony? No, and I was watching for that. But uh, no, it's it's interesting because most of the stuff that the Mormons put out that are just about the Bible is some of the best Bible media. Yeah, you know <laughs> there is. <laughs> yeah, like and they never sneak in any of the Mormon theology into it. Um, so it's like, yeah. well, I guess they have the money. There you go. So, um, nice. I, I just have two very last things. Uh, one is Last Kids on Earth, um, which is Netflix, I think, and it's based on uh, a book series that my my youngest son was reading, and then we found the the, the cartoon version, and a pretty well done version. It's uh, you know basically it's the Last Kids on Earth, and they're fighting zombies and monsters, and you know trying to get along and. Then they discover aliens, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, uh, as far as I know, clean. Uh, it didn't seem like there was much problematic stuff, except, you know, it's a lot of fighting, you know, zombies and aliens and stuff like that. And the last thing, this was like something I, I finished in March. And it was something that I, I just took my time and went through. And I'm so glad I did because I got so much more out of it after watching every single episode of The Outer Limits. And, um, you know, they're hour long episodes. They're, you know, twice as long as the normal Twilight Zone episode. There's it, thematically it's similar, but there's enough different stuff there. Um, it, it tends more towards sci-fi than yes. Twilight Zone. Like yeah. there almost always is going to be some sort of sci-fi element. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of times there's a monster of the week type of a, a feel to it. But usually for a reason, they're not just monsters. Uh, just for the sake of monsters, um, and uh, there's if you watch it at, with a, an eye biblically, you know there's a lot of stuff about faith in the episodes, and it, it almost seems like the people who were writing it were saying, if evolution were true, then here are some things that might happen because of evolution, but here's how faith, because it's true would deal with those things. And a lot of episodes, I find that that's almost like the pattern that they're going for. Um, you know, uh, modern viewers might find them slow, a little plotting. There's a lot of setup and tension that's being built and stuff that you might miss because you're expecting, you know, a scene, a scene, a scene, a scene, a scene. Um, but, also, it's uh, in black and white. That's in black and, and sometimes white. that's a deal breaker. Yep. And I think it's in Old English, too. I think they're speaking <laughs> Old English. Well, no, it was just written by someone who was an expert in Shakespeare. And they were... Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I watched some of the uh, the new uh, Twilight Zone on CBS All Access, and I only watched them in black and white on principle. Can you do that? I don't... You can. They did it. Uh, not when it was first released, but they actually, like, that was a, a thing that they did recently... I don't know how recently, but um, where they, they made a big deal about, like, you can watch this in black and white now. Wow. Yeah. Is that on? What is that on? CBS, CBS All Access. Access. Okay. 
All right, then. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our episode. That was a lot of things that we consumed. (laughs) Some some consume more than others. Well, but that's not new to you, Steve. (laughs) Or it better not be, because we've been doing this podcast for almost 10 years. and, uh, And, and Ben, I do have a recommendation for you. Uh, as you're driving to to work and things, there's this new podcast I listen to called Welcome to Mainframe, a podcast about reboot the animated series, and I think it's really interesting. Yeah, I intended to listen to it as I was watching it, but I haven't watched it. <laughs> um, but I did upload the episodes to the mainframe. That's something. Yes, that's my job on that podcast. So thank you very, very much for doing that. It's a podcast hosted by one of the three of us. You'll never guess which one it is. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Since I haven't listened to it yet, you probably can guess it's not me, but yeah. (laughs) It's me. Yep. You can go to welcome to mainframe.com and and check it out. How many episodes in? Nine. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And actually, I should release the 10th one today. So I should do that before I go to bed. And uh, and yeah, it's been it's been a blast cool excellent well any final words gentlemen um man that's a lot of stuff i watched i was gonna read something that was on my screen but then i realized that i copied it from a government site that i'm now sworn to protect the information of so i can't (laughs) i'm working for the census now so i'm a government employee so that's why you're, you're that's why you, you hate all the rebellion that was going on in the, <laughs> that's right like, we can't just have this follow, just follow our orders please <laughs> <laughs> actually that's exactly what you're doing please this is the law and i have to ask you to do this please do it it is it is it's a it's, it's built into the constitution but anyway that's something else <laughs> okay well all i have to say is thank you so much for listening and uh yeah if you have any thoughts about the things we were talking about anything you think is cool that we talked about that you think is cool or that you disagree whether it was cool or not let us know we'd love to hear from you about anything really um because we just like to get email so i want to thank you so much for listening though thank you so much for spending time with us and in all your travels or non-travels if you're just still staying at home watching tv godspeed You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at strangeandalien.com or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIENS. And once again, thanks for listening. They're demanding actual results.